Hi there! Welcome to episode 169 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. Some days you wake up in the morning, you get a cup of coffee, you go to work, and everything is normal. But some days, some days you wake up to learn your girlfriend has been kidnapped by street toughs. So you and your brother don your color-coded red and blue denim outfits to take the law into your own hands. Today's game is about the second one of those days, and it just so happens to have a legendary soundtrack to accompany it. Watch out for a bobo is busting through solid rock walls, because today we listen to the music of Double Dragon for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, hi there, Matt. What's up, Chris? Oh, you know, just thinking about the absurdity that is Double Dragon. (laughs) Oh, it's legendary. It is legendary. It's a wonderful game series that I have so very much love for. And I can't believe we haven't uh, touched on it until now. Uh, You know, it's a plethora of amazing games with great soundtracks. So it's it's no surprise that it's taken us this long to get to this one. Right, right. Uh, And yet there is there is so much there's so much Double Dragon to cover in the future. We'll see how (laughs) how many of the games we actually get to. Uh, Mm. But yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited about Double Dragon. Matt. Yes. Let's get to work, shall we? Yes, let's shall. Hit us. Please. Hit me. Punch me in the face with some history. Um, I'm going to need a bus <laughs> ticket for that, but I'm just going to give you the history if that's okay with you. Sure. Fine. I'm sure our audience is upset. <laughs> Wait, which one are you? Are you wearing red or blue today? Um, I'm oddly enough, I'm actually wearing gray. I have a gray T-shirt on with gray uh, basketball shorts, <laughs> <laughs> so I might be a villain. I don't know. Yeah, I think there was like a a gray clad villain in Double Dragon 3. Oh, damn it. I don't know. I feel like you're player one and I'm player two to this. So I guess I'm. uh, Red. Oh, you're okay. So you're Jimmy and I'm Bimmy. All right. Whew! thank God I've got the normal name. Well, you know, you know, the whole (laughs) thing with Bimmy and Jimmy, right? I I do. I do. But for those listening who don't. Yeah. Double Dragon 3. Uh, they misspelled Billy's name in the intro sequence and called him Bimmy, Bimmy and Jimmy Lee. Whoops. Yeah. Quality control. Not exactly the highest priority in the Double Dragon series. But anyways, back to beating the snot out of me with some history. (laughs) And of which there is a lot of history. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Hey, no problem. I couldn't just write a script that said Double Dragon was a beat em up game. Have a good day. There's just so much interesting stuff going on with this one. Good luck. Thanks. Double Dragon was released in arcades in 1987. Following the success of their arcade hit Renegade, Technos was faced with the problem. In Japan, Renegade was released as Niketsu Koha Kunio-kun, the first entry in the now long-running Kunio-kun series, also known as River City Ransom here in the U.S., Kunio-kun was all about school kids fighting one another, which was heavily steeped in Japanese culture, something that American players knew very little about. So, when it came time to release the game overseas, they turned it into a sort of Mad Max street gang-inspired affair and called it Renegade. Not wanting to do that kind of heavy localization process with the sequel, Technos created a new spin-off series instead and called it Double Dragon, effectively launching the quote-unquote golden age of brawlers. While the arcade game in Japan left the two protagonists unnamed, they were called Hammer and Spike for the North American release, which was handled by Taito. But when the game was finally ported to the immensely popular Nintendo Entertainment System in June of 1988, 
the series' incredibly wonky mythology started to solidify, naming the double dragons themselves, Billy and Jimmy Lee. In the game, a gang has ruthlessly beaten and kidnapped a woman named Marion in broad daylight, and it's up to Billy Lee to beat up every single one of them without a single appearance by a police officer, and defeat the gang's boss, Machine Gun Willie. <laughs> I'll give you three guesses what his weapon of choice is, and I bet you won't need the first two. In the original arcade game, the Lee brothers fought side by side until the end of the game, whereupon Machine Gun Willie's defeat, the two brothers fought one another to the death over Marion's affection. Since the folks programming the NES version of the game weren't able to get proper two-player co-op working on the platform, they changed it into a single-player affair where Billy's brother was actually the leader of the rival gang and served as the game's true final boss. This, of course, makes little to no sense in the larger mythos of Double Dragon, but that's all part of the series' charm, I suppose. <laughs> The game was a huge success in both arcades and on NES, as well as the dozens of other platforms it was ported to, including even the Atari 2600, which is really quite a sight to see in action, and has spawned a number of sequels and reboots of varying qualities over the years, including the supremely excellent Double Dragon Neon and Double Dragon Gaiden, and supremely disappointing Double Dragon 4 and Double Dragon 5. I have to jump in and be the the uh, guy from The Wizard. You know the movie The Wizard? Uh-huh. Uh, when he goes over to uh, uh, enter. When the kids, Fred Savage and them, go over to enter the actual <clears throat> Video Armageddon Nintendo tournament. Uh, and they say the first game is Ninja Gaiden! Ha! It's Gaiden, Excuse me. not Gaiden. How very dare you. How very dare I. <laughs> How very dare you give me two paragraphs worth of reading material knowing full well I'm dyslexic. You knocked it out of the park here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, through constant and heavy editing. <laughs> they don't know that. The game's music is by Kazun Kazunaka Yamane, who both composed the original arcade versions and rearranged them for the NES version, which we're covering here today. Some of his other works include Super Spike V-Ball, which now that I know that makes total sense. The Combat Tribes, and other Double Dragon games, including Double Dragon 4, Super, Dribble, Super Double Dragon, and Double Dragon 2, The Revenge. Mm. The Revenge of who or what? Doesn't matter. Double Dragon 2 is hilarious because the, I remember playing the NES version of Double Dragon 2 and the game just starts. And then I tried the arcade version of Double Dragon 2 and they just walk up to Marion in the street and machine gun shoot her to death. Just <laughs> right there in the street. Broad daylight. Uh, Double Dragon's nuts. How? What's your personal history with the Double Dragon series, specifically the <laughs> NES version of Double Dragon? Uh, this was one of those games that I think everybody had but me. Um, I, I've played the hell out of it. I, those games are notoriously hard, those old games. I've never beaten it. Um, but I've had a lot of fun, you know, um, w both watching my friends play it and play it at the same time, because, yeah, you, the co-op was not there. Um, but I've I've owned I own I don't know if I still have it part three. That's the one I have like the most familiarity with because obviously I owned it. But yeah, no, I, I had a lot of fun uh, both watching and, and playing it with my friends, you know, like late night sleepovers and stuff. It was, it was a good game. You know, it's like because it, it made me think of all the other like side scrollers from the arcade. You know, and I think there was a time in my mind where um you play the arcade game and then you saw that it was on the home console and you were 
hoping that was an exact port and it never never was and that i always found that massively disappointing um, right and, yeah and that was so, a common thing yeah so seldom did you really get that even as things progressed you know oh yeah arcade perfect ports weren't really as much of a thing until much later unless you unless you were a millionaire and you owned a neo geo <laughs> right oh don't even get me started on the neo geo <laughs> but anyway yeah so a lot of i used to love this game though i, I had a lot of fun I, I could still see the graphics in my head and like the animations were so like i don't know, i want to say perfect <laughs> but i think that's like nostalgia talking where i'm like oh this is such a fun game and and the graphics are great and, and things like that I, I i love it well the animations were i would say perfect for you know this game and at this time you know this is a relatively yeah. early game and uh they uh, double dragon 2 was a much more technologically advanced game but for this one like you know you'd punch somebody and then they would like bend over with their mouth open like mm-hmm. reeling, like because they were stunned and like this game moved really, really well on NES, uh, which is actually yes. something that but felt felt quite a bit different from its arcade counterpart. Um, but yeah, the whole thing about uh, arcade to home conversions was really something interesting, especially at this time. Uh, not to get too long winded before we start listening to the music, but uh, I, there's there is this supposed mandate at Nintendo that if you were going to port your game to their system, it had to be something unique. Uh, so that's why a lot of games that made it to nes were reimaginings instead of just straight arcade ports for the most part like you look at ninja gaiden arcade versus ninja gaiden for nes extremely different games i Um, used to love that arcade game my god yeah the arcade game was a beat-em-up like double dragon whereas the home nes game was a completely different action platformer you know uh rygar was a super super basic uh just basically ratchet scrolling beat em up game whereas the home port was uh, a vaguely metroidvania sort of exploration based game you know that mm-hmm. uh, uh capcom section z like there was a lot of those kinds of games and double dragon was a really interesting port because uh this of course i played this before i had played the arcade version the nes version uh it had this like level up system where you would gain new moves the higher your score got you get those hearts at the bottom so you eventually learn at it do like the the hair toss and you know jumping on top of the bad guys when they're down right. and the uh, the the jump kick and stuff, um, which was really neat. Uh, but of course, the mythology of Double Dragon with these NES ports was like all no, over the no. map. Yeah, yeah. And the instruction manual for Double Dragon Two, they're like, yeah, uh, Jimmy's reformed now and he's a good guy. <laughs> he was just joking. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, okay. Um, oh, I was I was obsessed with this game as a kid. I adored it. its soundtrack, the gameplay, the, the the visuals, everything about this game was just so much fun. And I spent eons uh, working my way up to to beat it. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. getting to that point where I could finally finish off this game, which is really tough. Not quite as hard as Double Dragon Three, which is just merciless. Yeah, in that you had no lives in that game. It was just you, you die once, that's it. You're game over. Good luck. Uh, which was itself a much better system than the Double Dragon 3 arcade game, which is brutally terrible. It's, whew, yeah, look up Double Dragon 3 for the arcades. It's a, it is a bad, bad game. Uh, it was actually one of the first instances of like a pay-to-play kind of, uh, kind of thing, like a pay-to-win scenario. Like you would have to actually use real-life money to get power-ups in the game, which is... Ooh. I didn't go over well at all with anyone, and the arcade game was kind of a miserable failure. Uh, 
But yeah, Double Dragon, super awesome. Let's 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 listen to the wonderful music of the original yes. Double Dragon for NES. First things first, we're going to get the opening theme. Now, most of these songs uh, were also the same songs in the arcade rendition, but I, for my money, I adore the NES flavors, which is actually, uh, I think, the composer's preferred renditions of them as well, as I have the uh, soundtracks on vinyl, uh, and they are for both the uh, Double Dragon and Double Dragon 2, the NES versions, not the arcade versions. So take that for what you will. Uh, but I love these songs. This is the opening theme from Double Dragon, the main Double Dragon theme, as it were. The track is just called Opening, and uh, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Enjoy. opening from double dragon and i remember popping in this cartridge and there is no like made by technos distributed by trade west none of that you turn that thing on and immediately just blasts this song in your <laughs> face and it's like all right let's go beat up some street gangs yes i love this i love this song it's such a good song it's such a great tune it's just mm, fantastic oh it, it rips from the rip like you're right. It's like a. It's like the first fist into your face. You know what I mean? You clock it on. Yeah, it's great. It's it's the right level of energy to go out and like beat the, you know, snot out of uh, street gangs. There you go. Knock them senseless. So good. I I really appreciate the use of like the the dropouts. It oh gets, yeah, like, quick, yeah. Like, moment of silence, and, and then it pops out. Like, ooh, that's that's really effective. I'm I'm always so impressed with. The capabilities or limitations, I guess, in this case of uh, the sound card and the system and just what these composers were able to do with it. Like, really, I was I was talking about film last night with a coworker, and I was saying, you know, some of the best stuff has come out of your limitations because you have to be real creative. And this is certainly no no different, you know. Yeah, 100 percent. This is a it's a this is a strikingly dynamic soundtrack. Uh, and yeah, we're just going to keep listening to wonderful songs, including this next one, which is super cool because this song is called departure. Now, if you've played the NES game a bunch of times and you're not a complete lunatic like me, you've probably only heard the first few seconds of this track because the only, the only bit of this song you get to hear in the game is the first couple of seconds, but there's, it's actually an entire song who knew, uh, which hey. if you go track down or full video game soundtracks, which are just rips from the games themselves, you can actually hear the entire version of the song. So I would venture to guess for the first time for a lot of our listeners, this is the first time they would be hearing the entire version of Departure from Double Dragon for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
Boom, there you go. Departure. How'd that grab you? <laughs> you're right. I don't think I've ever heard the whole thing. <laughs> I just Nobody, unless you're a crazy person who actually tracks down video game soundtracks like me. Nothing against crazy people. They're my favorite people in the world. I'm crazy people. But yeah, yes. the, you only ever hear the first couple of seconds of that in the game. It just says mission one, do, 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 and it's clips. And then you just go right into the stage. You never hear the full song. But there it is. Mm. It's a pretty catchy tune. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I dig it because, you know, it's supposed to be some kind of like baseline and, and, you know, snare. Yeah. Um, with those accents is great. It's, a, uh, and it sets the tone like, uh, you know, I, I, this is what I think they think the gritty streets sound like, like when they made, um, rumble in the Bronx and they shot it in Vancouver and they're like, yeah, this is what the Bronx looks like. It's dirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing um, quite like nothing says the Bronx quite like Canada. Yeah. Like mountains. <laughs> I remember as a kid, all the mountains I would climb, uh, fun times. I had a brother, uh, but I had to leave him on the mountain cause he died. Shame. Life is anyway. tough in the Bronx. <laughs> anyway i i love i all jokes aside i love it it's it's a great little tune yeah yeah this is exactly what it is it's, it's i think it's really neat that they wrote it to loop too like it's got yes. a loop <laughs> why would you do that if it only lasts three seconds on screen <laughs> exactly it's such a just you you wasted like good composition on on something that no one's ever gonna see it's a real shame yeah, it's I always think it's so cool when especially in old, old cartridges where you get to hear these little bits of unused songs or yeah. unused tracks like uh, in Mario 2. I remember the first time I glitched the game in order to play the, uh, you know, when you go in the, the sub areas in Mario 2 and it plays the Mario mm -hmm. 1 theme like yeah. you can glitch the game to keep playing that music. And like there's it doesn't go through the entire song, but it does go through the, uh, enough to loop, which is pretty wild. I remember the first time I heard mm -hmm. that I was like. This is so cool. Of course, recently I discovered that there was a um, just weird sidetrack. Uh, Semi-recently, there was a prototype version of Super Mario Brothers 2 that was discovered that has uh, an unused underground track. Uh, you know, the Ooh. Super Mario Brothers underground music? The yeah. do 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 yeah. So that song's in uh, Super Mario Brothers 2, and it's got like sort of the, the pump and drum beat from the Mario 3 version. Okay. So like they were cooking that up back in Mario two, and then they never used it in the game. It sounds terrible. It, the the oh. drum beat just uh -huh. sounds awful, and it's really overbearing. So you can tell it's right. just not done. Um, but it's a really interesting track. Anyways, back to Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So now we're now we're ready for business. We're ready for the real business. We're ready for the stage one theme. The song is called Slums. This is like, this is the Double Dragon song. Maybe even more so than opening. Slums is like the Double Dragon song. It's also one of the longest tracks of the, of this episode, clocking in at a whopping one minute and thirty two seconds. Oh, oh! I don't know if I've got that kind of time. Put your feet up for this marathon. <laughs> oh, here is man. here is slums from Double Dragon. Enjoy. <laughs>
I love that song so much. That was Slums from Double Dragon. Man, that song's that, uh, good. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. That guitar solo. That guitar solo that, is so sick. <laughs> it's it's so unexpected. And then like why does it go so hard? It doesn't have to. It's just, oh, yes, it's, it does. Oh yes, it's, it does. It's NES. Like it didn't have to go that hard. It had no business going that hard. <laughs> You're right. They could actually have just looped the song without mm-hmm. doing that whole extra part. But like, man, they went they they programmed a straight up guitar solo. Like that Oh yeah. They just went ben, completely no bonkers and everything. Yeah. Whole whole nine yards. Uh I would love to hear how they actually how that was programmed. Like, did he write that on guitar first and then just transpose it or what? Like it's such a mm. good song. It's so awesome, so invigorating and action packed and great for beating your first of Bobo. <laughs> the first of many. The first of many multicolored <laughs> abobos. So, um, guitar solo aside, right? That song has got such high energy. You're absolutely right. It's it's, it's the proper, you know, opening track to getting out there and, and kicking butt. Um, it, it gave me, uh, it, it was very reminiscent of, uh, you know, Konami's, Konami stuff. It's very reminiscent of uh, Mega Man. I, it, it reminds me so much of, oh, like, yeah, a handful very of tracks out of Mega Air Man, Man stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like in a, in a good way, I'm not trying to. Um, oh, yeah. It's not derivative. It's just stylistically no. similar. Yeah, no. And, but it gives me the same feels, too. It makes me want to go out and, and destroy the enemy uh, with without mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it to yeah. death. Okay, this next one is the stage two factory area. And this is something I didn't really notice until um, I had played the arcade version later. Is that all these stages are actually connected. And in the arcade game, they, they are literally connected. They just, they don't go to a different screen and say mission two. They just scroll right to the next area. Uh, so like this, huh. the, the slums go right into the factory, which goes right into the forest, which goes in the cave, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the factory area where you can bludgeon people with a cardboard box, which has never made a lick of sense to me, unless there's something really heavy inside said cardboard box, (laughs) but it just looks, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. If the box is open, then it makes no sense. The box is closed. Well, you're telling (laughs) me there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. There's something in there. That's not ruining the cardboard box. I love this game. I love how stupid it is. Here is factory area. (laughs) Double dragon. Enjoy. that song too i cannot overstress the importance of good music in beat-em-ups because at the end of the day what you're doing is effectively rather rather monotonous and mm-hmm. while it can be it's it's it, the gameplay itself has to be fun 
the soundtrack really needs to be able to drive you through, you know, the same punches and kicks over and over again. And boy, does this game nail it. That song, there's really not much to it. And it doesn't matter. It's so good. Like, it's all very, like, kind of very backgroundy. And then when it finally comes to the da, 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 it's just so good. It's so catchy. I love it. Perfect energy. Oh, no. I 100% agree with everything you say. Parallel your remarks in every aspect. For some reason, this song is more in my brain than the first level. And I don't know why. Well, I tell you. Why I would know this more than the other. There's a, um, uh, so the, the end, <laughs> this is such a stupid story Boy. and I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe this has stuck with me for so long. There was, okay. so my friend, Sean, there was some kid that used to play this game at his house and he told me about this thing that happened one time. So the end of this game, the, the end of this level, you have to climb this like nine story construction site thing to fight okay. the boss. and who's just a, a, a Chintai, who is just a regular character from that stage on. But you fight one of him up at the top. And he was, Sean told me about this time, the kid was over there playing the game, and he went up there, he was trying to lure the, the Chin over to the side of the screen, because if you can lure him over to the side of the screen, you can just knock him off the building and that's it, boss fight over. Um, yeah. And then he walked off, <laughs> he accidentally walked off the side of the building himself, and mm-hmm. fell down all nine stories and then got up. And the kid said, and I can't believe I have this still memorized. The kid said, yeah, that's right. Not seven, not eight, but nine stories up. And I didn't fall. I wasn't pushed. I jumped. Why? Because I'm bad. I'm tough. I'm from the streets. Word to your mother's uncle. Whoa. Um, I don't think I've heard a more dated statement. Word to your mother's, mother's uncle. uncle. And this kid was like six or something. <laughs> just amazing. There's <laughs> just so- something wonderful about. It. I wasn't bad. I w- <laughs> didn't fall. I wasn't pushed. I jumped. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick question. Need clarification. The boss's name was what? I believe it's Chintai. Was how they were okay. referred to him in this game. And I want you to know that. I immediately got the image of a chin with a tie on it in my head because I'm seven years old. Word to your mother's uncle. So like it <laughs> nailed it. Yep. So like this is actually a character that shows up in, in Double Dragon 3, you uh can recruit after de- defeating the boss Chin, who is the brother of this boss. Ah. Making up for his brother's sins. Something like, well, I mean, he's a boss, and then you beat him, and he's like, you know what? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but <laughs> it, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't have, have to. to. It doesn't have to. Uh, he also looks nothing like this guy who wore purple pants and had a big purple like afro going on. Just really interesting character designs. <laughs> All right, so the next song is "Forest." This is a weird song. <laughs> It starts okay. off like a, it starts off pretty normal, but it gets to this one part that's just like it just starts making really strange noises for some reason. And then it just loops back over again. Uh, this song has always stuck out to me because of that, because, uh, you know, you just be cruising along in the level and everything's going just fine. And then all of a sudden the music just goes completely bug nuts. And you're like, oh, oh is everyone OK? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Is my Nintendo going to explode? 
So yeah, here's Forest. Enjoy. You know, just like when you go into a real forest, things just get progressively stranger and stranger until, I don't know, an alarm goes off and then everything goes back to normal. What a uh, weird I mean, that, song, huh? <laughs> that only happens when I go into the forest and I take mushrooms. Um, that was something else. <laughs> I definitely don't remember that song. That had such a uh, interesting energy about it. <laughs> yes, that is definitely one way to put it. I remember this song. This is one of the songs I remember the most in this game because this is the stage that had me stumped for the longest time. This is the stage that had that bridge. Like, this is the stage that J uh, Jimmy Woods uh, eventually died at in, uh, didn't die at, got pulled away from the quote-unquote arcade cabinet uh, in The Wizard. God, I love The Wizard. It's such a good movie. But, uh, and anyway this has the bridge so like if you make one <laughs> wrong step doing the, the trying to jump over the bridge and you land in the water you instantly die because apparently these martial arts experts cannot swim even a little uh wow. so like that's this is where i would always get my game overs as a kid until i eventually mastered jumping over those little missing parts in the bridge and then you get to fight the abobos and all that other jazz but yes i this song was always stuck in my head for a lot because this is as far as i could get for a long time as a kid but woo, woo. I have there's a quite a few games that I have that that same um, kind of story with, but this is not one I've never gotten this far in this game. Well, it's it's tough. It's a toughie. It's yeah. a it's a long stage, and uh, this is a this is some weird music, and, and this <laughs> is the soundtrack for it. <laughs> like this is everything else in this game just really kind of lines up, but this song is so completely unhinged. Like what? Mm. I would love to know what happened. I would love to know what the story is behind the right. composition of this song of like, how did you get here? <laughs> how, did you, yeah. how did we go this far off the rails? Because this is really bizarre music. Uh, not necessarily bad, but it's a, it's something that sticks out like a sore thumb. Anyways. Yes, very much so. Let's move on to uh, some, some better music. Yeah. Let's move on to what's quite possibly one of the best songs in the entire Double Dragon Pantheon. This is the cave theme. The song is called Cave. This song freaking rules. I used to love it when I was a kid. It kind of sticks out like a sore thumb on this soundtrack. It has a very unique sound to it, but it is so catchy and so darn good. 
Here is Cave from Double Dragon. Enjoy. cave from double dragon god i love that song i love that song so much it's so good it's so weird it's so good there's something <laughs> i can't quite put my finger on it 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 evokes invokes uh clowns and clown cars and clown antics i always <laughs> thought it had like a vaguely russian sound to it that's Ooh. uh Yes, very um uh the theme to Tetris. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. It's a lot of all right, all jokes aside. It's a really good one too. It's got a lot of it's 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 a nice high energy. Um I put together very well actually. I like uh, the bass is really good in that one. We always talk about our our bass lines. I really like the that that bass sound there. I love the loop too. I mm-hmm. I really love every single ounce of this song. It's just so so good. There is an excellent, excellent cover of this by the Mini Bosses, because uh, this Ooh. this translates so well to electric guitar. Uh, it's off of their album Brass. Uh, it's just called Double Dragon, and it is killer because this song is killer, and the Mini Bosses rule. So definitely Agreed. track that one down. Give that one a listen someday, some way. Uh, cave, wonderful song. <laughs> Moving right along, we go from the cave to the hideout. Like you um, do. Wait, is this hideout or fortress? Hold on, let me double check my uh, my my vinyl here. I have the actual track names on here. Yeah, no, it's 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 hideout. Yeah, got a little confused. Just called hideout. Uh, another good song because they're all good songs. That's why we're listening to them. Here's hideout from Double Dragon. Enjoy. I mean, really, there's really not much to that song at all. And yet, no. and yet, it's still so good. <laughs> its simplicity speaks volumes to its massive nature. I love massive nature. <laughs> <laughs> They're one of my favorite Swedish bands of all time. <laughs> the no, way I, they do that thing. Oh, anyway. 
there's really not a whole lot to say about the song other than it's no. I, I love its bass line. Like it's all just built yes. around that one bass line and I adore that bass line. It's so great. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. It's uh I, I, I joked about it being simple and massive, but I mean it. Like it's sometimes less is more and sometimes the little things really do shine through. And that bass line's real simple. You know, it, it it is the anchor to the whole track in this particular case. Very good. Yeah, fun song. Uh, definitely a bit repetitive, but it's okay because it yeah. kind of it really works within the confines of this stage. I would say. So yeah, it's a winner. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, really, this is our last track, honestly, because there is no boss music to be had or anything. Uh, and I just love the name of this uh, this track. It's it's <laughs> called Huge Fortress. When I become a video game supervillain, that's what I'm looking for in a, a lair. A huge fortress. That's right. Not just big. It's got to be huge. I want to get lost in it. <laughs> I want to be like Mel Brooks from Spaceballs. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> well, I'm not going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> this place is so big. Here I is the, the, okay. the film. <laughs> Sorry. No, dude, you... <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise. Here is <laughs> here is huge fortress from Double Dragon. Enjoy. There you go that's what a huge fortress sounds like i believe were... it because i feel like you're walking and then you turn a corner and you're like where the hell am i and then panic sets in and then you walk for a little bit more and then you see a sign you're like oh okay cool and then you turn the corner again you're like wait no this isn't it and panic sets in again <laughs> <laughs> so i love this track a lot i especially love the second half to it my my only i don't know regret not that i made it or wish is that 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 drum beat could have come back over and Uh sat behind that uh, secondary part because I think that would have been just really, really cool. Yeah, I Um, agree. That would have been cool. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I think it's absolutely great track. Great track. Great game. That's it. We did it. I can't I can't believe it. It's it's so funny to think that the Double Dragon soundtrack is just so unbelievably short. It's this is such a hilariously short soundtrack. But I mean, you get that with older games. Yeah, it's not. this game seemed so insurmountable when we were young oh, and God, it's, yeah. it's a pretty short game. <laughs> just, it sure didn't seem that way. Uh, but, but here we are. That's, that's double dragon. That's it. That's, that's all we got. That's our show. Um, yep. You have final thoughts. Anything you want to say? It does make me want to play double dragon again. Honestly, I haven't played it probably like 20 something years or whatever, but. Yeah. Well, it is a it is available on Nintendo Switch Online. The first uh, is the first game. No, I think it's just the second game actually. But they are releasing yeah. a collection of the classic Double Dragons next year. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it does seem to be the way right now. As long as it's a good one. What makes me excited about Double Dragon Collection? It's coming from Arc System Works, uh, who currently owns the Double Dragon license. Earlier this year, they released the ex- 
ex- exceptionally well done Double Dragon Gaiden, uh, which it really is just a couple months old. Um, but the Double Dragon Collection, I believe, is the first time um, we're seeing proper re-releases of Double Dragon Advance and Super Double Dragon. Uh, yeah, first times uh, since their original release. So it has um, Super Double Dragon, Double Dragon Advance, uh, Double Dragon NES, Double Dragon 2 NES, and Double Dragon 3 NES, uh, the remarkably snoozeworthy fest of Double Dragon <laughs> 4, and that's it. <laughs> So yeah, one, one, two, three, four. Advance, advance is interesting because advance is kind of like a a remake of the first game, but it adds like a whole lot of new gameplay stuff to it. It's mm-hmm. really good. Double Dragon Advance is out, advance is outstanding. Uh, so that's gonna be a pretty killer collection to get. I do hope it has some other cool behind the scenes stuff in it because as the, as collections have been getting better and better over the years, the bar just the bar has been raised pretty high on making collections uh with yeah. good, good bonus features so i got my fingers crossed because i love the double dragon series but either way good stuff good times that's double dragon uh and that's our show join us next time when it's gonna be matt's pick matt what are we gonna listen to uh i made an allusion to it in the uh spooky special i've been playing it non-stop it's it's really just infected my entire life right now because that's the type of gamer i am i get sucked into a game for a very long time and I don't play anything else. Um, I'm talking about Dead Cells. Uh, this soundtrack is just so friggin' good. Um, I, I, I shoe in for me. Had to do it. Had to do it. So uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do Dead Cells the base game because there's a bunch of expansions. There's a Castlevania expansion. We're just gonna do the base game. Okay. I'm glad you didn't say Candy Crush. Uh, that's actually gonna be my next episode. <laughs> So maybe All right. I should change that. Dead Cells, very excited. Uh, I really tried to get into this game, and I it did, didn't catch me for some reason, but I'd like to give it another go someday, you know, yeah. in my copious amounts of spare time. Oh, but you know it. There you go. That's it. We here at the Waveback Podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Hate Discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff related to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should probably follow. No, totally follow, like, and subscribe. Do not probably. You should, if you haven't already. Waveback and other Geekade podcasts are made possible thanks to the Geekade Patreon page. There, patrons can get access to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule, get early access to most of Geekade's shows, including this one and more. If you've enjoyed our podcast over the years, follow the link in the description and give it a look. We really appreciate it. And finally, as always, be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Uh, we're going to do what we always do, or whenever there's the option to anyway, we're going to leave you with the ending theme. It's 24 seconds long, so, you know, <laughs> but it's Buckle nice. Up. It's, yeah, you're reunited with your girlfriend. You just beat up your brother and theoretically forcibly, uh, uh, made him be a good guy again or maybe he was brainwashed yeah it's entirely possible it's the 80s it's true brainwashing was a big thing brainwashing amnesia like could be any could be anything very cold very cold war tactics absolutely well there you go enjoy ending enjoy double dragon enjoy the rest of your day thank you good night